Hi, and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centred, Word-based and Spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this week's message to you. And on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonhomme and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. All right. Well, it's great to see you tonight. And thank you for coming out on a Sunday night, uh, part two of Vision Sunday. We've had the most amazing couple of Sunday nights in the presence of God. And it's just been a rich and warm outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I don't know about you, but just being in this atmosphere over the last couple of weeks, uh, there really is a, a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit that God's reigniting in all of us. Who knows what I'm talking about? And we've kind of been out of this atmosphere in a corporate sense for quite some time. So to be together again, worshipping, uh, it was six months since we had Sunday night service. And so three weeks ago, back into it again, and uh, we're just going to keep building, keep believing God, and keep moving forward. Can you say amen? amen. Well, Pastor Christy, she uh, shared amazingly all the wonderful things that we announced this morning, and very excited about uh, particularly many things I'm excited about, lots of amazing things happening. There's a lot of work to be done. Uh, but tonight, I've just really been burdened in particular with our West Sydney campus, and just to kind of give you a little bit of information so that uh, you can help us, you can pray with us. When we uh, took on uh, St Andrews, uh, there was a clear path, clear leader, kind of just happened. So it's a little bit like the children of Israel crossing the Red Sea. God split the sea. Bible says that there was an east wind that blew through the night so that they could cross over on dry ground. And so sometimes the way God works, he opens it up and so you go. But there are other times where in the Joshua generation, the very next generation, the Bible says that the Jordan only parted when they stepped into the water. And so we have no location for West Sydney except West Sydney. I have no campus pastor, but I'm telling you, I'm stepping into the water. Come on, who's coming with me in Jesus' name? Because there's a whole bunch of people that are going to find Jesus. Leaders are going to be activated and uh, things are already starting to stir in my spirit. So please pray with me and let's be the Joshua generation. Amen. Well, this morning we drew from John chapter 11. Thank you for allowing me again tonight to serve you with God's Word. I don't preach a lot on Sunday nights. Usually it's Jackson or Tim or Alyssa, now and again, Pastor Christie. But uh, I'm a young brother. Did you know that on Tuesday, you're not going to believe this because I know I look 29. It was my 25th wedding anniversary. So Alison and I, amazing. I can't believe it myself. I feel like I've been married for about 12 years, even though I have an 18-year-old, so that's not possible. But 25 years, and I'm more in love. Uh, to me, Alison's like, the lady who was serving us, she's like, what, 25 years? She says to Alison, you look 25. <laughs> she didn't say that about me, but she said about Alison. She was happy, I was offended. I don't know if she was talking about my hairstyle, I'm not too sure, but anyway. But uh, very happy, and so uh, we've got a couple of days off in a couple of weeks' time, which would be absolutely amazing. And also, can we just welcome uh, Roger Head, who's with us tonight? 
Roger's on our board, and uh, Roger's up for a couple of days from Radelaide, and he's uh, coming to serve our finance department and so on, and lots of great things happening in that area of our church, which we will talk more about in the month of June. Can you say amen, amen? Hearing is widely thought to be the last sense to go in the dying process. If you lose your hearing, you lose your life. Why are we coming around God's Word tonight? Because we want to hear. We want to hear from Him. We want to hear what He has to say. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. This morning, we drew from John chapter 11. And this multi-dimensional story, so incredible, so amazing. One level, the death of Lazarus is not necessarily just a story, of course, about a man who dies, but it's a story that brings glory to God. It's there to tell us that dead things can live. On another level, the events of the story Uh, In a sense, we could say it's a climatic experience of hatred towards Jesus, eventually leading to his arrest. Another dimension of this story is that we are given advance notice, advance notice in the sense that that tomb that Lazarus came out of, if that's what happened to Lazarus, it's foreshadowing what Christ would do for himself. This multi-dimensional, multi-faceted story that speaks to us on so many levels. We could also say that this story is a vehicle, a vehicle to take us somewhere, to help us reflect on the power and the person of Jesus Christ. But this story is also a reverse pattern. There are seven major miracles in the book of John, this of course being the seventh. And this reverse pattern is a narrative that we could say that reverses the pattern of every other miracle that occurred in the book of John. In all other miracles in the book of John, there was, watch this, a sign and then a discourse. But in this miracle, there was a discourse and then a sign. It gives hope to people who need to comprehend before they believe. It's for people who need to hear, to think, to consider before they actually believe. Tonight, we're going to pick up one of these dimensions. We're going to pick up One of these bombs, Holy Spirit bombs. Can you say amen? John chapter 11, verse 41. They took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me and I know that you always hear me. But because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Verse 43, now when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. And he who had died came out, 
bound hand and foot with grave clothes. And his face was wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, loose him and let him go. One of the fascinating things about this story that we've read tonight is the divine timetable of Jesus. You know, Jesus was never driven by need. He was always driven by his Father's will. He said, I only do what I see the Father doing. Jesus is never late. And he's also never in a hurry. And he's always right on time. I love the timetable of Jesus. I love how Jesus interacted with people. I love how Jesus was moved by his Father's will. But it also creates a bit of a problem for you and I because we then get to experience what we would call a delay. (laughs) We then get to experience what we would call at times a denial and we get into a zone where we say, okay, God, this is kind of taking a very long time. You told me that by now I would have had a husband or a wife and time is kind of moving on. And it's almost as if in the will of God, you have this thing that God births on the inside of you, a revealing of the will of God. But it seems as though there's this pattern in Scripture in the call of God in our lives where God will reveal something, there seems to be a reversal, and then there is a supernatural restoration so that the glory goes to Him. We see this time and time again in Scripture. We see it in the life of Joseph. Joseph has a dream. But then straight after that dream, there is the ultimate reversal and a supernatural restoration. We see it in the life of Moses. Moses' life is made up of three 40-year blocks. First 40 years, he's the leader in Pharaoh's court. The next 40 years, he's in a reversal in the wilderness. The last 40 years, he's the leader of the children of Israel. Time and time again, we see these reversals in the plan of God simply because we are called to trust God's timing. This sermon tonight is for those who are in a reversal. This sermon tonight is for those who've been waiting on the birth of your first child and you've been praying and you've been believing and you've been holding on to a promise from God and there seems to be a reversal. This sermon tonight is for people who have a dream, who have a vision, who have a desire that God would release them into something one day but you now find yourself like the disciples in the boat in the middle of a storm simply because you followed the will of God. And there's a reversal. For some of you tonight, the dream has actually died. The vision has died. Your desire to actually believe that God would do some of those things that He said He would do has led you to a place where there's now actually a stench. And you don't know if God will ever come through. This sermon tonight is for people who prayed and prayed and prayed. Some even fasted. Some who waited on God. Some who even came to this altar believing that God would restore, would heal, would set them free. And you are now a person who can say, The years that the locusts 
have eaten. This sermon tonight is for people who gave their heart holding on to a promise from God. But they now find themselves in a reversal. God's timetable is not our timetable. His thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. He waits. There's delays. Feeling as though there's a denial. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been in a place where you've waited? You've been patient. You've been an awesome Christian, (laughs) rocking up every week. And God seems to be so slow. (laughs) What do you do? What do you do like Mary and Martha? If only, if only you had come, God, my timetable. If only you had rocked up when I wanted you to. What do you do when you go through this reversal? I'm going to give you three things tonight. Number one, are you ready for some hope tonight? Come on, are you ready for some hope tonight? Number one, don't bury what he has commanded to live. Don't bury what he has commanded to live. If God gave you a dream, if God spoke to you, Joseph, if God spoke to you, Joshua, if God put that dream in your heart, Esther, don't bury what God has commanded to live. And failure and loss and exhaustion will push us to the place where we begin to bury the things that Jesus has commanded to live. There's a book and the title of it I find fascinating. It says, God has never failed me, but he sure scared me to death a few times. (laughs) Tonight at Horizon Church, we're going to call those dreams that you've buried and we're going to command them to live. Because Romans chapter 4 verse 17 says that God will call things into being that are not as though they were. And there will be no funeral in this church tonight. This will not be a burial service. You are not going to give up. You are not going to quit on us because I command those dreams and those visions that are in your spirit and in your heart. I command those things to live and we say, Lazarus, come out in Jesus' Name. The axe head is about to float supernaturally in this room tonight because the power of God, watch this, is always greater than loss. The power of God, God is able to restore. His name is the God of restoration. Not only can He restore you, watch this, but this is a word for someone. He can reinstate you. We don't live under the philosophy of luck as believers. Watch this. We live under a God who controls the universe. We don't live under a cosmic lottery. We live under a God 
who has a plan for your life. You may feel tonight like Joseph, sold by your brothers into slavery. The dream that you had ripped, the coat that you felt was given to you once, all gone. But there ain't no funeral (laughs) here tonight because we're going to call those things into being that are not as though they were because this is your year of restoration, restoration, restoration. Stay with me. Let's, uh, let's move on to number two. The miracles of Jesus are a preview to a coming attraction. Whew, stay with me now. Stay with me now. The miracles of Jesus are a preview to a coming attraction. Over Christmas, I got to see Spider-Man. I went with Tori and Wade. I want to see Spider-Man No Way Home. And I get there, got my popcorn, amen. Come on, somebody. (laughs) Break it down. And I like going to the movies. Now and again. And the previews come up. Because the previews are telling me about a coming attraction. Stay, watch this. Disciples are in a storm. Jesus speaks to the wind and the waves. It's a preview to a coming attraction. Because there will be a world one day without natural disasters. Come on, that is not too heavy on a Sunday night now. (laughs) Because we can go deeper if you want, you know. (laughs) I'm just reading the atmosphere. Man possessed with legion, supernaturally delivered. The Bible says he was clothed and in his right mind. It's a preview of a coming attraction. A world without demonic influence. This miracle of Lazarus being raised from the dead is a preview to a... Come on now, you know it already. Come on now. It's a preview to a... There you go. Let me show you. John chapter 12, verse 1. Let me read it to you. Lazarus is raised from the dead. (laughs) What an awesome conversation they would have been having. Who would like to have been at that dinner table right there? And six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus, who had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead, uh, they made him a supper. Martha served. Any servers in the house tonight? (laughs) Lazarus was one of those who sat at the table with him. Then Mary. Any Marys in the house tonight? Okay, we've got about three servers and about seven Marys. It's a start. Then Mary took a pound of very costly spikenard, anointed the feet of Jesus, wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the fragrant oil. It's a preview of a coming attraction. You heard me say this morning that after the resurrection of Lazarus, it's a picture, this 
of what we read right there of our Christian experience. Joel, you can come please, that'd be great. You got the entire family, watch this. This family demonstrates the Christian life. You got Lazarus, what's he doing? Having supper with Jesus. He's having communion with Jesus. It's the preview of a coming attraction. Then you got Martha, serving Martha, always busy Martha, looking after the needs of everyone else, Martha. Who knows a Martha? Anyone? <laughs> Just loves to be a blessing to other people. The lowest form of Christianity is to be blessed. The highest form is to be blessed to be a blessing. Martha loves to give. And then you got Mary. Where's Mary? I want to take everything that I have and I want to give it to missions. <laughs> the miracle missions offering is coming. Those kids need Jesus. Here it is, Lord. <laughs> they love to worship Jesus with their generosity. You know, the, the three instances you hear of Mary, do you know that on all three occasions, do you know where she's found? At the feet of Jesus. It's a preview of a coming attraction. You are meant to commune with Him at the dinner table. How are you, Jesus? I'm good. How are you? How was your day? I had a good day. How was your day? <laughs> He's learned to walk with the Lord. <laughs> and then you got Martha, serving, being a blessing. I love my life group so much. <laughs> How can I bless my life group? How can I be a really good hosting leader so that new person has an awesome experience when they come to church? Man, I just want to clean the church. There are people who come in midweek in our church just to clean. You don't know them. I see them from a distance. Why? Because they're Marthas. They just want to serve. We had a lady in our church for about a whole year who came to every week, right? To clean our guest lounge. Just wanted to serve. How good are Marthas? Marthas are awesome. <laughs> and then you got Mary. Worshipping. 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 The miracle is a preview of a coming attraction. It's a picture of the life of a believer. Amen. About four of you. Your enthusiasm is overwhelming. But I'll keep preaching because Jai loves me. Jai prays for me every day. Love you, Jai. God's hand is on your life. Number three. He carved your name into the story. Did you know that your name is in this story? He's written your name on the palms of his hands. Watch this. 
Who's Lazarus? Lazarus? <laughs> it's actually you. You're Lazarus. Jesus traveled a whole day's journey to rescue this man. Jesus traveled. He left heaven to come to earth to find you. Amen. There was a divine appointment at the right time. I mean, the brother was dead for four days. <laughs> but in God's timetable, perfect. At the right time, somebody witnessed to you. At the right time, someone shared the love of Jesus with you. At the right time, the gospel message came to you. You had a divine appointment. A living man touched a dead man. <laughs> One alive, stay with me now. One alive destined to die, the other dead, destined to live. You were dead, Lazarus, now you're alive. You are bound, now you've been set free. <laughs> he comes out, you know, <laughs> bound hand and foot. You heard me say this this morning, or was the other Sunday, uh, confused, but we'll get there. <laughs> and Jesus says to the people, loose him, let him go. Boy, do we need each other. You can never truly be free without the people of God around you. You need a life group. Some need a counsellor. Some need to see a Christian psychologist. Nothing wrong with that. Some need to be in an atmosphere of the presence of God where they come down the front and say, I'm a bit discouraged. Can someone pray for me tonight? Watch this. Christianity is always vertical, but it is also horizontal. Amen. You getting something out of this tonight? He's having dinner with Jesus. You were seatless. Now you are seated. Watch this. In the heavenly places. Seated with the Father. A place of rest. A place. Oh, I feel the anointing now. Come, Karen. Uh, place of authority. Why? Because you're a son of the King. You're a daughter of the King. And you've been seated at His table. Wow. You are Lazarus. Now, can I just show you one more thing? I'm running out of time. But can I show you this? Can I? Please, please. Can I, we have a vote? Who'd like more? Yeah. All right. Watch this. John chapter 11, verse 57. 
Now both the chief priests and the Pharisees had given a command that if anyone knew where he was, that is Jesus, Lazarus has been raised from the dead, they should report it, that they might seize him. They're angry. They're like, set up a hotline. 1-800, we saw Jesus. Get him. <laughs> but watch this, watch this. That's, look at this. John chapter 12, verse 10. I saw this the other day for the first time. But the chief priests plotted to put Lazarus to death also. Lazarus was not evangelizing. He didn't set up a YouTube channel. He didn't sell his story to 60 Minutes. <laughs> he was just having dinner with Jesus. He didn't even have an Instagram account. <laughs> but they plotted to put Lazarus to death also. Do you know why? Ooh, stay with me now. They never had a problem with his first life. It was his second life that bothered them. The enemy hates you. <laughs> Not because you're alive. It's the way you've been made alive. It's because you are born again. You've been born again by the blood of Jesus. You've been washed and made clean. It's the second life that threatened these people. And they plotted to put Lazarus to death. <laughs> There's a mighty restoration. Watch this. That is your inheritance. Because the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in you. Restoration is yours. Healing is yours. Freedom is yours. That child that you're believing God for is yours. Because the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead. It's your second life. Bless, 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 bless in Jesus' name. There's a word for someone. Your second life. Healing in your mind. Oh, that's a big word right now. Can we just, are, are we able to just stand up on our feet just for a moment? If you've been struggling in your mind, struggling with thoughts, just really out of control and you need healing. Come on, tonight is not a funeral. We command in Jesus' Name. Come on, let's begin to take authority right now. In Jesus' Name, restoration, restoration, restoration. Restoration is ours tonight. In Jesus' mighty Name, in Jesus' mighty Name. I take authority over the powers of darkness. I rebuke that in Jesus' Name and I say, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. In Jesus' Name, in Jesus' Name, in Jesus' Name. Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.